Now it's time for a breakdown. You're listening to Gap to Gap, brought to you by The Breakdown. Three, two. Pebbles drill deep to left field. Going back, choice. Looking up. See ya. 3,000. History with an exclamation point. Back to full. Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. Swing and a drive to deep right, away back, goal! Jason Giambi has done it! Episode number 65, he's 7, I'm Tommy, and this, this is the postseason stretch in the year of our Lord 2020. Mm-hmm. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. Um, I, I'm getting back to, uh, to normal, uh, it's just... You know, had a nice bender this past weekend, and lots to talk about. I think this is going to be the most exciting September ever uh, because it's not just a bunch of minor leaguers coming up for the sake of coming up. So, see, can't wait I for love that. that. I love that. First of all, I actually do. I enjoy the September call up, but I am going to enjoy this postseason a lot more. And it kind of hit me the other day when I looked at the Indians' record when. They hit game number 40, and I was like, huh, there's 20 games left, yeah. and... Life comes at you fast. Yeah, like, this is kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, it, like, I, in case I wasn't already, I'm all the way in on the 2020 season format. Um, I'm excited to go back to 162 next year. Yes. But I really enjoyed this season. See, I, it's a it's a mixed bag for me, for personal reasons. It's a mixed just, bag for you because your team sucks this year. Yeah, I was going to get there, but for, for personal reasons, it's a, it's a very mixed bag. This is like a trail mix season for me. So, do you, do you want to vent through some of those emotions? We'll get to it later in the show when we have to talk about that. All right, well, let's get to our next talking point. Will the Yankees be under 500 for the first time since 92? Seven, why don't you lead us off here? Oh, <laughs> fuck off. Uh, no, no, no. Insert the Michael Scott gift. No. Um, oh, I, my God. I I, I'm sorry. I had no, to. it's fine. I, I honestly can't believe we're actually having this discussion, and it it means something. Um because any other year, any other fucking year, you could have this happen where they're one game over 500, and you're like, okay, well, they'll, they'll put it together. They're going to go on a stretch run. Well, we don't have that fucking stretch run. We have you're less than... You're in the stretch run. <laughs> I mean, we're in the... Yeah, you're right. We have less than 20 games to figure it out. And unless they plan on playing 750 ball, um, A, my win prediction for them is not happening at all and b the way the they pirates have playing, one double digit games so you're over two there by the way i just i i hate the fucking team um <laughs> i don't listen i don't think they're they're not going to finish under 500 I, I will say that but i didn't say they won't finish 500 
Okay. Um, for your sake, I want them to be thirty-two and twenty-nine, or twenty-eight. That's thirty-two such and twenty-eight. A, that's such an ugly looking fucking record. It is. It's that's just, like that's like Kirstie Alley off of Weight Watchers looking record. It's like it's fat, <laughs> but you still fuck it because it's a winning record. <laughs> Okay, um, for content purposes, though, I would love to see you at twenty at twenty nine and thirty one, and just you guys are twenty nine <laughs> and and or, or tw- you mean what would that have to be? It would be it would be have 20, to be, be twenty nine and twenty nine going twenty nine and thirty going into the last day of the season against the Marlins because that's what you guys end on is the Marlins. That's right. Um. And I would just love to see just like a heartbreaking loss to the Marlins to be under 500. I would, lo- I can't, I would not be able to wait. We, I, we would have to hit record on the third out of that game. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I think, I think we'd have to have like an impromptu just live, an, emer- an emergency pod, just so you can yeah, vent, <laughs> just so I can fucking jump off a building if that happens. Oh uh, yes, I could not. Could not agree more that that needs to happen. Um, but, again, for your sake, I'm your friend. I hope that it does not come to that. Oh, same. I mean, I'm, I'm praying right now it doesn't happen. Um, as it sits right now, the Rays are atop the AL East at 28-15. and 15. The Yankees would currently make the playoffs as the 8 seed at 22-21. and 21. Um, So, I'll... I'll, I'll talk you off your soapbox I'll, I'll let you let you take some deep breaths and how about the buffalo blue jays the toronto blue jays 24 and 19 they're plus 20 in a run differential they're they've only played 16 games in in that uh little shitbox park love that shitbox park i would say we talked about it before the show that's such a cool it's it's a and i said it before the show it's the perfect 2020 stadium so hear me out here um, what I would have done if I were Manfred, and again, it probably wouldn't have been able to happen based on all the different guidelines and shit, but wouldn't have been a cool idea to have every team play at their minor league, their AAA affiliate stadium. Would have been really cool. And then but I feel like you wouldn't have been able to do that because of the fact of what the Buffalo Bison actually had to go through to make that park MLB ready. No, exactly. Like it's, I think it's more work trying to get that MLB ready than it is for the payoff of watching it on TV. Yeah. But I think my point that I would like to make, and again, it's it's tough because of COVID. If you could, if you could have had fans by this time in September, like imagine the MLB splitting the revenue with the MILB to be like, hey guys, we kind of fucked you this year. Have a little bit. For like ticket sales, yeah. or like give all the ticket sales to the minor leagues, and let them kind of reap a little bit back, and then have all the revenue go to the MLB based on TV ratings and all that shit and ads. Yeah, definitely, and I and I couldn't agree more with with how the MLB treated minor leagues this year and is gonna treat them in the future. That right. uh, this would have been the perfect spot. Um, also, just a couple quick hitters here about Salem Field originally known as Pilot Field, built in 1988, uh, hosted the Buffalo Nighthawks of the Ladies Professional Baseball League, which I didn't know existed. So, what, softball? No, 
Ladies professional baseball. No. Really? That's a real thing? It, it, it began in 1997. The first five teams were the San Jose Spitfire, the San Francisco Bay Sox, the Long, Long Beach Aces, Phoenix Peppers, and the Los Angeles Legends. Uh, was canceled. Its second season after 12 games in, the league's president and founder blamed low fan turnout. Average attendance was less than 500 a game. Projected losses for the 98 season became too great, and the league folded. So basically like a new NBC sitcom. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Um, But that's kind of cool, though. I um, never knew that, so I mean, that part's cool. Learn something new every day. Yeah. Um, thank you, Wikipedia. Uh, <laughs> oh, you know what? No, I edited that page. I made that up. <laughs> okay, that's good to know. <laughs> um, Buffalo had not had an MLB team play since the Buffalo Blues of the Federal League in 1915. Damn. Going fucking way back when. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I, I like the look of it. I like, like you said, it's 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 a good 2020 park. And it, it's, it's, I'm glad for the state of Buffalo. I love Buffalo fans. Buffalo reminds me so much of Cleveland. It's not even funny. Well, I mean, it's not that far. It's across the it's, lake. Yeah, it's not that far. Similar passionate fan bases. And I think there's going to be a link. I think here, here's a hot take. The uh, bu- Toronto Blue Jays acquire the Buffalo Bisons within the next five years. Hmm. Can you uh, get a nice little microwave, like, sound effects going in because that's that's a hot take that's hot i don't think it's that how is that that hot are you saying they're going to the toronto blue jays are going to relocate to buffalo permanently no 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 no. okay i'm saying the the buffalo bisons will become the toronto affiliate oh okay years uh still kind of hot because the mets have that the mets have it right uh i thought it. oh yeah you know what it might be the mets i thought it was Buffalo, watch it. We're going to say, you know what? I'm stupid. This is the Blue Jays already. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I'm really stupid. Okay, well, hotter take then. After seeing the city of Buffalo embrace the Blue Jays this way, why not just move the Blue Jays out of Canada altogether? Like, why the fuck? Because they're Canada's team. Canada like, won't give them up. I'm sorry, but the fact that it's Major League Baseball and they're in the American League and they play in Canada is so fucking stupid to me. Just move That's them. Pretty, it's just pretty funny, I think. It's funny, but at the same time, it's like, dude, Toronto fans give two shits about the Blue Jays. Even Ooh, I don't think that's accurate. No, see, I will say that because... Based on what I see pre-pandemic or post-pandemic, I'll say it now, no one goes to the Rogers Center. No one gives a fuck. They haven't renovated that stadium. All they have to show is a bunch of TV screens and that cool outfield wall with the hotel looking on. So I think a lot of people are buying tickets to go bang and just watch a baseball game. I don't think anyone gives That is on my bucket list. I'm not going to lie. I mean, yeah, it's fucking awesome. But I would not say that they're a ravenous fan base half the seats are empty toronto very middle of the pack averaged twenty one thousand a game last year yeah i mean they're more concerned with fucking drake and degrassi than they are with an actual major league baseball team also mlb has a 2020 mlb attendance report page available which is just par for the course for how they cover baseball oh my god (laughs) (laughs) Oh, uh, four-letter networks. What are you going to do? 
<laughs> All right, switching gears a little bit. The uh, Cincinnati Reds played the, Cubs, played the Cubs yesterday at Wrigley. Trevor Bauer on the bump. Hits a career-high 69% strikes. Nice. Very nice. And then after, has some choice words about the Cubs. Um, I'll see. I'm going to try and find the uh, exact quote. Where did it go? Trevor Bauer said it was usually the Cubs. Usually the Cubs give up talking when they're down, but they, but they kept at it tonight. It was impressive. You can chirp at someone after they shoved it up your ass for seven and two thirds <laughs> innings. It was kind of funny. I have to give them props. They chirped me all night and yelled at me all night. That's so funny. What do we think about this? The sixty nine percent strikes thrown. I was just gonna say him going at them. I was gonna say both of them. You can make something out of, but. Okay, A, we talked about it before recording. I think Trevor Bauer purposely was able to throw 69% of his pitches for strikes. I think he's too smart and too witty of a guy and too good of a pitcher to not let that opportunity pass him up. The other thing, the, I, I'm honestly becoming a Trevor Bauer fan. I used to hate him because I thought he just talked too much. But the guy can back it up. Like yep. I'm, I'm very okay with him now. I think he's he's perfect for what the game is missing today, which is like, the controversial athlete embracing the villain for the right reasons. And I'm not talking like a LeBron or... MLB never doesn't have a Shooter McGavin. No, they don't. And you need one. And Bauer fills that void perfectly. Like, MLB wants to use Fernando Tatis as that guy. And he's not that guy. He's just a young kid. You know, he's he's amazing at what he does. And they're making controversies out of nothing with him. Trevor Bauer will gladly take a hot mic and go nuts. Yeah. Trevor Bauer is the closest thing that in baseball we have to a professional wrestler. Yeah, I would say that is a great analogy for him. I love it. I loved Bauer when he was here in Cleveland, um, and I continue to be a fan now that he's elsewhere. I think he does, his shtick kind of does wear thin eventually, but I haven't hit that point yet. No, I think he's... He's just funny, dude. Like, the, he doesn't do anything that makes me, like, cringe. Yeah. It's like everything he says, it just it shocks you when he wants to. But you're never like, oh, I don't agree. It's like, oh, he went there. It's like, no, it's just like he's, he's fucking funny. The way I look at it, and I, this has just become kind of my – the way I'm looking at all this stuff now in 2020 is in, – in regards to baseball. If you can walk that walk, go ahead and talk that talk. He certainly can, and I love it. And I, I, I think, I think you're right. He's like a f- fucking professional wrestler at this point. He just, he's looking to make headlines in a year where headlines are dictated only by the pandemic, and he wants to bring it back to baseball. And I think that's great. Yeah, agreed, agreed, one hundred percent. Speaking of that same game, Javi Baez had some comments after, not regarding Trevor Bauer, but he did say that he misses in-game video. Says. Uh, that he wants it back as quickly as possible, so it's hard to. Um, I'm trying to again looking for the exact quote um, of of how he here. Javi Baez on be, not being able to watch in-game video. Quote: We didn't cheat. We're not cheating, and we got to pay for all this. It's tough, but at the same time, a lot of players are struggling too. A lot of stars are struggling, and I'm just one more. And. He says, to be honest, it sucks. I make my adjustments during the game. I watch my swing. I watch where the ball was, where the contact was. I'm really mad we don't have it. 
all I know is, yeah, so, but that's just the way it is. Or, but the way that it is is not the way we play baseball. I need video to make adjustments during the game. It doesn't matter who's there to watch us. It doesn't matter if we have all the all the police that MLB wants to send over. We need video back. I'm one of the guys. I'm going to keep trying to bring it back because we need it, and I make adjustments with it. What do you think about this in-game video? <sighs> so I think if you ask me this, at this time last year, before everything came out with the Astros, I would have agreed 100%. But it comes back to there's always one person that can ruin it for everyone. In this case, the Astros did. Yeah. Um, I agree with them to a, to an extent. I think players in this generation have become accustomed to having that instant feed, that they have that live look, and they, under, like they, they have so much at their disposal – that they can get for to just to reinforce, you know, scouting and everything in between. But then the Astros happen, and of course, we can't have that in today's game. And you have no one to blame, but you know, and I'm and I'm sure there a lot of these guys are still friends with a lot of those players. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's just, I it it, it should make you mad, and Javier Baez should be mad. But at the same time, it's like, dude. If people like knew this was going on, then someone should have spoken up and stopped it right when it started. But they didn't, yep. so they have no one to blame with themselves at this point. And I'm not yep. saying Javi Baez has to blame himself. I don't think I don't know if he did anything wrong. No, everybody has to blame the Astros, and 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 that's why. But it is a brotherhood, get, and that's why Joe Joe Kelly throws at them, and that's why these guys take this personally, is because the repercussions that the Astros, allegedly the Yankees, allegedly the Red Sox. Not allegedly, they got punished for it. The Yankees, the Red Sox, allegedly the Mets, and allegedly the Yankees did their actions, ruined it for everybody. It's like when you're at recess and little Bobby doesn't know how to play tag right and he shoves a girl down on the concrete. <laughs> and guess what? We can't play fucking tag anymore, guys. I mean, you're not wrong. That's that's almost exactly how this feels. It's like, dude... If you didn't, if you said something when it was happening, like, and that goes out to all the people in the Astros or the Red Sox, the Yankees, or whoever else was involved in it, if you knew it was happening and you didn't say anything, you have no one to blame but yourselves. And, and like, it's easy to pin every single thing like this on the Astros, but there were multiple teams doing it, and there were multiple people involved. Um, so yeah, I mean, you just fucked up a great tool that you had at your disposal for everyone else. Yeah, and that sucks because like now, like you said. Young hitters, down to the kids that I coach, are getting accustomed to watching video and trying to get as quick a feedback as possible. Yeah. And to not have it at this level, man, I wonder what the shake there, what, what the ripple that ripple effect is going to be. Like, are we going to start? Because, like, I'm starting to see, like, the kids I coach are starting to do in-game video. And are we going to see, like, that become erased and, like, something that's frowned on because you can't do it at the big league level, so why are we going to do it all the way down the line? I don't know, and it's not a discussion for today, but I think it's it's interesting nonetheless. I think real quick, maybe hot take, I think you'll see a lot less analytic-driven baseball that we've become accustomed to in the last 10, 15 years, and you're going to – history repeats itself. You're just going to go back to, you know, basic baseball ingenuity – um, I think relievers are going to be less relied upon. I think you're going to look at a lot more or a lot less matchup dependencies. 
And I think the game's going that way anyway with some of the rules they're implementing. So mm-hmm. I think the ripple effect is what you're talking about. I think you're going to start seeing less and less uh, reliance on technology. And it's just going to become playing the game as it's being taught to be a chess match instead of being super scouting, which is how I would kind of equate sabermetrics to be anyway. Yeah. That's interesting. I, I, I don't disagree with that. I'm, I, again, it's a conversation for another day, but I'm interested to see what the repercussions are going to be. Yeah. All right. Um, man, something that I, I've wanted expansion for a while, but it seems to be picking up steam or expansion or relocation. I think just the MLB needs a facelift. And now this story about Justin Timberlake potentially bringing a team to Nashville. Boy, oh boy. Would uh, would the gap to gap boys be in favor of that? Yeah, I think that would be a great opportunity to uh, take a quick trip down to Music City, um, broadcast live from a rooftop bar, and just go fucking balls to the wall. And you know, this is just strictly from a professional standpoint. <laughs> if we're doing a show, I mean, it's it's just journalistic integrity to, you know, you have to sample the. Um, the beverages and just so you can give an honest review of what Bud Light tastes like in Tennessee. It's different. You know, it's different. It hits different. And and believe me, by the the bottom of that twelfth one, I'm gonna find out what it is. Yeah, I think they add more hops. <laughs> Why the fuck did you say it like that? From Super Bad. Oh yeah. <laughs> Not about that. I forgot about that. Oh, my goodness. I'll tell you what, though. Here's the thing. We've been hearing about expansion. I think we did an episode on it Mm -hmm. last year. Um, And I think the team or the the sites they were looking at, uh, Charlotte, Orlando, uh, I think Nashville or Memphis, somewhere in Tennessee was on that list, and then uh, Portland. And I think the most realistic options that you have are probably a place like Nashville where there's so much expansion going on anyway, just in terms of people moving there. Um, and I would also say Charlotte, but it creates a log jam in you know the East Coast that you don't have a West Coast team. I mean, you could experiment and put a team in Portland, but they'd probably burn the fucking stadium down before you could play a game. So I just, yikes! I I, I just don't <laughs> think it's feasible at this point. Like, I, I'm serious. I, I think. And you look at cities that are on the up and up, you have a, a couple in that demographic. Well, Nashville, Nashville would go into the central, you would think. You would think, but like, here's the thing. Once you put two teams so close to each other, because Charlotte and Nashville are both cities that are expanding, and they're on the up and up, and they're, and they're good cities to, to grow a business in, and baseball is no different. But once you do that, like you have to realign everything. I think then you'd have to take those 32 teams and do like super conferences or just conference and conferences. So you could put Nashville technically on the West, uh, kind of like how the NBA did it with New Orleans still being in the West. Mm-hmm. And then you would have Charlotte on the East and you'd have your 16 teams down the middle that way. Um, but I think... The, oh, you go Eastern and Western Conference then? Yeah, I think you'd have to do that. Um, American and National Conference. Yeah, America, yeah I, th- I think it still be like the American League and National yeah, League. Yeah, I know, but, I know. I'm just but I, I know what you're saying. It's... But I think, yeah, I think you look at those teams. Like I think Nashville is a great place to bring baseball to. Tennessee should have a major league team. Um, a lot of talent comes yeah, down I was from say, there. Between, between Memphis, uh, I mean, Nashville is perfect because you got Vanderbilt right there. 
Yeah, exactly. Vanderbilt, one of the biggest powers in all of baseball. Chattanooga. I mean, you have all these fucking places where baseball just seems to come from. Um, so why not? The divisional realignment would be tough because then you let's let's just say you do make it two teams. Well, you know what you could do. What we could see in that situation is if they add two teams, that would bring the total to thirty-two, and then it goes sixteen AL, sixteen NL, and you go four divisions of uh, of eight, or I'm sorry, eight divisions of four. Four. It would probably be north, south, east, west. Well, so then what you'd have, though, because I think you'd want to make it more regionally tied anyway. So you'd probably have the Rays. Like That's the thing. Like All those southern teams would have to line up and play each other more often. Yeah. And then I, dude, like, if you get if you give me a half hour, I bet I could draw up what this could look like. You would probably get that Bitmoji fuck John Hyman to give me one, too. I love it. I love it. All right, let's switch gears to a game. Marlins and Braves last night. If you missed a little bit, you missed a lot of it as the Braves beat the ever-living shit out of them, 29-9. A scoregami in baseball, which I didn't think I would see in my lifetime. Or, well, I don't think I would notice it, I should say, because it's the first one since 1999. A scoregami, if you don't know, is a score that has never been achieved in the game. At the professional level. Yeah, I saw 20, that. 29-9, first time it's ever happened. Uh, it was the first Scorigami since 1999. And boy, at Marlins was having some fun on Twitter last night. I gotta say, for a- any team that has perpetually just been terrible for the last 10 plus years, and you're terrible, well, I'm not gonna say you're terrible again, they're 500, they're technically gonna make the, the playoffs at this point, I believe. Are they close to it? But if you're a team like that and you don't have much to root for, whoever runs the Marlin social media should be up for like a fucking Pulitzer Prize because I've never seen better content posted than with that Twitter. I'm not a Marlins fan and I follow them because they just post continuously great content. They love to, they poke fun at themselves, they laugh at themselves, they basically bury themselves. It is self inflicted pain. They're amazing at it, and I wish every team could take that comedic flair and just bring a little bit more heat. Yeah, let's just uh, give a couple highlights. Um, it was 11-2 in the second, and the Marlins tweeted the the meme of the uh, the guy on the phone, the guy on, the guy with glasses on the phone with the stern face. Yep. Um, and then it got out of out of hold or out of control, I should say, um, and. It was just like the the grin slowly fading. <laughs> uh, My favorite one was the you up text. Yeah. Well, no, it was, it, it was a text with MLB and says, are you okay? No. All right. Just checking. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Yeah. You okay? No. Just checking. All right. Just checking. My, My favorite when they moved Jorge Alfaro into the outfield. And this is just not even at all with the game. And it actually, it, I didn't realize the score because I was laughing at the, the tweet and it says, our catcher is in the outfield, which, you know, makes sense because you'd want an outfielder to be good at catching. Smart. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on. Yeah, I mean, and they're funny. They're funny. They're they're down 25 to 8 in the 7th. <laughs> and uh, Alfaro singles, and it goes, nine runs. Here come the Marlins. <laughs> you gotta love it. You have to love it. It's just, 
Like that's so funny, and, and there's still 500. So I mean, there's still a shot that they could make this, and yeah. So I mean, good for them. New rules, new season, work to do. That's their uh, their rally cry for the year. I didn't know that. Um, well, they broke the <laughs> fucking new rules, so I mean. <laughs> Speaking of unwritten rules, a grand slam up by 30, or fucking, they're damn near up by 30. They hit a they hit a grand the 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 Braves hit a grand slam in the, in the seventh inning last night. Yeah, thoughts. Didn't hear any outcry about that one. Yeah, but it was pretty hush hush. Kind of crazy. You know what it's it is? Almost, it's probably it's because almost like it, it, I bet it comes down to just the fact that their manager is not a giant pussy like Jace Tingler and accepted the fact that they were getting blown the fuck out. So yeah, just I let it say, roll. I should say. Um, I would also say that it's almost like. It's not the offense's job to stop scoring runs. It's the defense's job to you, get them to stop scoring runs. You might be onto something there, you know? I don't know. I'm just I'm 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 a young coach. I'm in here with some new thoughts. Who knows? Um but yeah. Uh again, speaking of the unwritten rules, the Rangers are 3 and 17 since that unwritten rules Good. game. You love to see it. Love to see it. I mean, you you just you do. It's just, like you're. There are such pusses about it. It's like, dude, get the outs you're supposed to get, and this won't happen. It's very it simple. Just, it I, makes me so happy. I just like when karma rears its ugly head or beautiful head, depending on what side you're on here. Um, and on this side, it's beautiful. I can hear Jonesy playing with the toy out there. I just heard his little fucking feet tapping him all about. Good boy, Jonesy. He's good. He's playing fetch right now. Yeah. Good boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, oh, did he hear that? No, 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 he didn't hear that. Um, but yeah, no, I love it. I think this is, this is perfect. This is just the baseball god smiling down on regular people that understand that it's still a game. It's still a competition. Uh, you still are paid to get the outs that you're paid to get outs for. Um, yep. This isn't anything new. This, this isn't a 2020 thing. This has been going on since the inception of competition. So I, I love when shit like that happens. I do too. I am super excited for it. And uh, I hope they continue to lose because fuck them. That's why. Yeah. And that brand new stadium that no one can sit in too. Just tough. That big old, that big old grill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. A couple teams across MLB celebrating Clemente Day uh, this week. What do you think, first of all, Roberto Clemente's legacy as an African-American player and his legacy as a baseball player, period, cannot be overstated. Um, and and as a philanthropist, you know, rest in, in peace to Roberto Clemente. Mm-hmm. But what do you think about the movement now of, number one, players wearing 21 um yeah, like we do for Jackie Robinson Day, and then the the notion of potentially re- retiring twenty one across baseball. Okay, so I think it's a great idea, and I think because I think with him, it's more of a he was more of an ambassador to Dominican and Hispanic players than anything. Um, and I think because and you touched on it, like his philanthropy, everything about him, he was just a good guy for baseball. So. We have to recognize, you can't recognize one without recognizing the other. And I'm not saying Jackie, Rob- I'm not, I don't want to take anything away from Jackie Robinson. I think what he did was great. But I also think on the respective levels of who these players were as players, Roberto, Clem- like Jackie Robinson can't hold a fucking candle to Roberto Clemente. 
So we should be very honest about that. I think what he did for the game when he did it was super monumental. And I'm not taking anything away from his accomplishments in that arena. But I think as an actual player, what Clemente did, coupling with what he did for the Hispanic community, the Puerto Rican community, and Dominican community, uh, should not be overstated as well. Or understated, I should say. Mm-hmm. I think there's there's two things that you look at with these guys. One broke barriers for everyone. The other one basically stopped barriers from going back up. Because if you look around the MLB now, a lot of a lot of Cubans, Puerto Ricans, basically just Hispanics are populating the league, and it's a great thing to see. No one's saying that it should all, it should all be American players, and it's not anymore. There's so much scouting that goes into all these different places, and you have Clemente to thank for that, I think. So I think retire the number, 21. It's been great. Uh, retire that, 42, same thing. I mean, it is retired. So you have to look at these and say, you know, these guys did this for the game. We should recognize that and have one day each season where we honor that. But the thing I don't want to happen is then – Oh well, look at Derek Jeter. Number two should be no. Like uh, yeah, stop it okay. here. I am. I'm a hundred percent with you there. Yeah, I am one hundred percent with you there. It's Clemente. It's Jackie Robinson, and that's it. And and these are the universally retired numbers across baseball. And you know what? If somebody comes in who transcends barriers and transcends all these things, like like let's just say hypothetically we get our first homosexual player. And the guy tears it up like Clemente or, or like number sixty nine should stay available. <laughs> and, and this guy has Hall of Fame numbers, and, and we get you know an onpouring of uh, again different strokes, different folks. But you know what I mean. <laughs> I know it's just like I can't stop myself. Um, I get it, but you know what I. But but like until we get something that revolutionizes the game like that. We can't just willy-nilly retire numbers across across the board. No. But I think Clemente is deserving. Obviously, Jackie Robinson's deserving. I love the concept of Clemente Day, and I think that this is, is, is a good movement across baseball right now. Yeah, I think it's fine. It's, you know, with everything that's going on, I understand that it's going to be brought to the forefront. Um, but I think just in general, this should have happened a long time ago anyway. I, you know, yeah. he's everyone knows who Roberto Clemente is that knows what baseball is. It's, mm-hmm. it's the same thing with Jackie Robinson. So we should honor him. I think that number should be retired, but I agree. The buck should stop there. We can't start retiring every fucking number because we like the guy. No, it's like if you did something notable, um, if you were an ambassador to a bunch of different people, to, and you paved the way for them, if, you're, if you had a certain amount of you know, philanthropy involved, like he did enough to warrant a day to be given to him. Agreed. Agreed 100%. Um, and before we get to our last topic, football is back tonight, my friend. Are you going to watch that Houston-Kansas City game? I don't know. I mean, is it is it weird if I say no? It's not. Um, but I do, I would like a reason why. I just, it, no fans, and I'm sorry, I think football is that one. I, wanna, I, I, I got a hot take. I don't think you're going to notice no fans. See, I think you're going to notice it more than any other sport. Because see, here, here. Let me sell you on this real quick, though. It, it, go, go back and watch a, a broadcast highlight right now. Just like the way that camera is situated, you don't see fans anyway. 
I, I I know what you're saying, but you hear them, and I I can't. They, they have the piped in crowd noise. I hate it though. Like I know it's piped in. It's like that. I I have that in the back of my head, like telling myself I'm just gonna fucking hate it. That's fair. I think if you give it a fair shake, you're not gonna notice it though. Might give it a but, fair shake. Who knows? But um, you playing fantasy football this year? I am. Unfortunately, it's probably the guys, dumbest year to do it. Did you guys? <laughs> do you guys blow it out for the draft? No, we did a Zoom call. Okay. Um, do you guys got a sick trophy? We don't have a trophy yet. All right, well, lucky for you, we got a nice little partnership with a company called Trophy Smack. And if you're ready to show your friends who reigns supreme in your league, you can level up your smack talk with Trophy Smack. With fully customizable rings, trophies, and glorious championship belts, there's never been a better time to give your league a facelift with a brand new trophy. With exclusive swap tops, to the winner goes the spoils, and the trophy can be brand new for next year's champion. Top your trophy with a, with a, from a, with styles like a football, a toilet, Donald Trump, Jesus, even a unicorn. Fantasy football, fantasy baseball, and basketball fans can rejoice. Your search for a new trophy is over. Hop in on all the fun at our promo URL. That's bit.ly slash breakdown trophy. B-I-T dot L-Y slash B-R-K-D-W-N-T-R-O-P-H-Y. So they know we sent you, and you can level up your fantasy smack talk with Trophy Smack today. I'm going to get some rings for my for my league this year. I'm going to show them who's boss. See, that's the thing. I think I had a decent draft, but I'm looking at it as like, any one of these fucking guys could get COVID and blow my team up. That's fair. That's 100% fair. And for that, we can use Thrive Fantasy where you can pick a... <laughs> well, see that? That's a good segue for you right there. You can pick a lineup or pick a lineup of props, bet the over or under on a player's given statistic. I'm actually going to play Thrive Fantasy tonight, have some fun um, with some props. I'll get that in as soon as we're done recording here. But you can use our code BREAKDOWN, get a $10 bonus on a $10 deposit. That's uh, Thrive Fantasy prop up with us. Um, that was a good little two-ad segue there. You like that one? I love that one. Um, but playoff picture. <laughs> it's got very interesting right now. It's down to the nitty-gritty. We got roughly 15 to 17 games left for most teams. Mm-hmm. Right now, here's how the seeding would stand in order. In the American League, Rays would win the East, A's would win the West, White Sox would win the Central. Those are your seeds one through one through three. Indians would be the four as the Central two seed. The Blue Jays would be the five as the East two seed. And then the Astros would make it as the six as the West two seed. The 27-win Twins, better than well, better win total than any of the second-place teams, but not a better win percentage, um, would be the seventh seed, and your Yankees would sneak in at number eight. Mm-hmm. On the cusp, O's at 20 and 22, Tigers at 19 and 22, Mariners at 19 and 24. From there, it falls off. Give me give me a team to fall off that's in the playoff picture now. So I would say a team that can fall off comes from the American League just based on the way that they're playing right now. And I'm going to say my Yankees. Um, yeah, I would agree. You guys have struggled with health, though. That's the thing. But that's it, I, I hate that excuse. I hate that excuse. because I mean, you're not... It, it, it's, it's an excuse, but it's also something that rings true for you guys. Your stars have gone down. It's been tough to, to be consistent. When you can't have consistent reps from a lineup it makes it hard to to 
to get any kind of momentum going, and that's what I've seen with you guys. Are, am I wrong there? No, you're not wrong. I just think it's the same story that we dealt with last year. And, you know, you saw notable stars go down on that team. Pitching uh, it was the same issue. The only difference was they had an extra four months to make up for it. You don't have that luxury in this season. So I think it's exposing... I think, honestly, it's exposing a lot of their lack of depth because, you know, a lot of guys came up in crunch time last year. I should say crunch time, but they came up at the early part to the middle, late part of last year, and they played very well. But once everyone got healthy, they could figure it out. They could be cautious with who they put in the lineup and who they pitched and so on and so forth. You don't have those luxuries this year, and it, it's they are being overexposed. Um, the second Aaron Judge came back, he got hurt again. James Paxton just had a set, like he had another setback. Um, I think guys are rushing to try to get back to where they think they should be and not taking into account that you only have, you know, 17 to 18 games left and you probably, you know, aren't going to be where you want to be in terms of your statistics by the time you make or, or don't make the playoffs. And I think that's part of the ego problem with major league players in general. But I also think it's just, it exposes the Yankees lack of depth and maybe their lack of coaching. I, I honestly am I'm shaky right now in Aaron Boone. I don't think wow. he's made – and I know, I can't believe I'm saying that, but I don't think he's made a ton of good decisions. I think part of the problem he's had is that in New York, you know, the Steinbrenner family still owns that team. Uh, New York fans are assholes by nature. They want to see – and regardless if they can go to the games or not, they want to see the stars out there. They want the Bronx Bombers. And you're not going to get it done by throwing out – Gio, or not Gio, he's great, but uh, Tyro Estrada, (laughs) Tyler Wade, um, Estevan Floreal. Like, they don't want to see these guys. They want to see Judge. They want to see DJ LeMayhew. They want to see Gleyber Torres. And and two of those guys are back now. But I think it's a a ripple effect of just the Yankees culture in general where you want to see what you paid for. And at this point, you know, I just don't think it's feasible to expect that. And we're seeing the ripple effects of it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's. I, I don't want to. I don't want to agree with you, because I, I like. I like using that health. Uh, I, I think they've the the way they've been plagued by health is is a good. I'm not gonna say a good excuse, but it's a good reason for why the, they are the way they are right now. But but yeah, you're right. You, you are you are very right. And yeah, that's that's kind of pokes holes in my argument. But uh, give me a team on the outside to come in. Uh, right now, I kind of like the Giants in the NL. I think that they. Hold on, let me let me run through the NL picture because the Giants are actually in it right now, as it sits right now. Um, Dodgers are the one seed, and Braves Braves would be the two as the East winner. Cubs would be the three as the Central winner. Uh, the Padres would be the West number two. The Phillies are the East number two. The Cardinals are the Central number two, and the Giants. And wait for it, my friend, the Marlins would currently be in at nineteen and nineteen. On the outside looking in are the Rocket Ro- Rockets, Rockies, Brewers, and Mets, and then kind of the Reds hanging around, but they they need a bunch. Yeah, I, I I still look at the Giants as outsiders just based on the fact that it's the Giants. Um, mm-hmm. In the last few years, they have not been good. Unlike the Marlins, where I think the Marlins are actually like looking at this as more of an opportunity than anything, and they have a young team and they're throwing out young talent. I think the Giants are just it's a weird team to me, man. It's they are they're not as youthful as 
one of these up-and-coming teams. And also, I think they just, they're kind of content if they don't make it. I think they're looking at this as a building block, if anything. If they made it, great. If not, I don't think they're too concerned. Um, so that's why I still call them outsiders. I like them to finish, though, in the playoffs, just the way they have been playing. I think they're getting a lot of contributions out of guys like Yastrzemski. I think their bullpen is actually pretty decent, um, you know, depending on how you look at it. But I, I like where they are. I think they hold on. I, there's teams out there, like you mentioned the Mets and the Brewers. The Brewers are the only team there that really actually would give me pause if I was a Giants fan. I think the Brewers could put together a small run where they sneak in. But other than that, I like the Giants. The fact that we're just mentioning Giants in playoffs just... It's weird, huh? It's very weird. I don't think I like it. No. The fact that we mentioned I, the Yankees not making the playoffs when the eight teams make it is fucking weird I'm to okay, me. I'm okay with that. Well, it's, just, it's weird. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. This was a fun one. It was. I think. I think that there's a lot to uh, to be seen here in these last couple weeks, and it's weird that it's September 10th and. Like, it feels like we're just getting started with baseball, but hey, we're also about to start the playoffs. I know, it's so crazy. It's just, like, I, at this point in the year, I'm again, I'm, I'm looking at it like, oh, we got four more months to figure it out. Nope. <laughs> JK. JK. Yeah. So, uh, I think the play... Honestly, I think the MLB playoffs this year, I don't give a fuck if there's fans or not, I think it's going to be the most exciting playoffs that we'll see in a while. Agreed. I'm with you there. I'm with you there. Um, I'm all in. And I can't wait. Yep. So, until next week, we'll talk to you then. He's seven. I'm Tommy. Thanks for our sponsors. See ya. When criminals in this world appear and break the laws that they should fear and frighten all who see or hear, the cry goes up both far and near for underdog. 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 Speed of lightning, roar of thunder, fighting all who World, the headlines read of those whose hearts are filled with greed. Who rob and steal from those who need to right this wrong with binding speed. Goes underdog, 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 underdog. Speed of lightning, more.